Fathering Podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. And uh, with the vision of uh, engaging dads and raising a godly generation and reinvigorating the church on the fathering front. Uh, this series is uh, based around a study called a Dad's Armor. And this is the fourth final uh, session of that series where uh, we've already addressed the battlefields, the uh, heritage, the heart, and the home. And in this session, we're going to talk about uh, putting that battle plan together so that you have a uh, strategy mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to, to implement and uh, move forward in your journey as a dad. In the studio with us today is, again, uh, dear friend Mike Rosas, founder of Uprising, uh, the uh, founder of Uprising Society and chaplain of uh, the Houston Rockets. Uh, Mike, again, blessing to have you here. Thank you so much, Rick. I'm so blessed to be a part of these talks. Well, it, uh, you're you're uh, an inspiration as a young dad, <laughs> so uh, I just I think that's uh, wonderful. You know, Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 17 is some, uh, some of our uh, manly bit of scripture where we <laughs> get to talk about putting the armor of God mm-hmm. on. And uh, uh, this is a fascinating concept, but he, he prefaces it by saying that, you know, our, our battle isn't against flesh and blood, yeah. uh, but against the rulers, the authorities, uh, the uh, the evil in the spiritual realm that uh, the the heavenly forces in the spiritual realm that that are, are really uh, uh, arming these authorities and rulers with some uh, worldly uh, worldly uh, perspective mm-hmm. on things that take trying to take us out trying to distract us and uh, so as men as we step into this and put on the armor. Uh, just working through that one step at a time, and we put on that belt of truth. What does that mean to you when you when you strap on that belt of truth? It's the Word of God. How do you, how do you do that, David? You know, to me, it's what holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this trending movement to say there is no absolute truth. That your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Um, and and that, is that, but is that true? And <laughs> It's ridiculously <laughs> false, but that's for that's for a whole another hour long program. Um, but the reality is, is that there is an absolute truth, mm-hmm. and as long as I build my life off the foundation of that truth, then I, I, I'm not assured uh, perfection, but I am sh- assured obedience. And so, what I try to do is I try to make sure that what I'm doing is held together by truth. Do I have a scripture I can hold myself to? Um, you know, whether it be for actions from things of, you know. Uh, financial, how I steward finances, how I deal with my wife, how I deal with my coworkers, my employees. How do I deal with these things? And so I use the scriptures as my context. My father at the age of 10 challenged me to read a, a chapter of the Bible a day. And uh, since that day, I've probably gone a handful of 24-hour periods without reading the Bible. And so the word is of utmost importance. Um, uh, The Lord challenged me. I I heard uh, another man of God did this challenge where he read through uh, the book of Proverbs. Mm. And so he would read through the book of Proverbs, write down three points that were powerful to him. And so um, on uh, the 22nd day of this month that I was reading it, 22nd day of November, uh, I was reading it and uh, November 22nd is my birthday. And so a friend of mine reaches out to me and he says, hey, Mike, I'd love to go, you know, hang out. And so uh, so we go and we hang out. And uh, this friend of mine, he goes through a situation where he has to, uh, he's going to purchase a car. And so he's going to purchase this car and he asks me to be his co-signer. Well, Proverbs 22 says not to co-sign. It says because you can even have your own bed taken away from you. And so that morning what I had read, I said, hey, man, I would love to, but, uh, you know, the Bible literally says not to do that. 
Uh, so long story short, within six months, he loses his car. And if I had had my name on that note, I would have had two cars at an age where I could not have sustained there you two go. cars. There you go. That, uh, that's <laughs> so it. it's it's the truth that holds our life together. Amen. And and physically, uh, if those are familiar with suits of armor, the yeah. upper armor and lower armor are swaged together, mm-hmm. and that belt fills that uh, that groove in there, and and literally does hold the upper armor to the lower so armor. Good. So if you don't have that belt on, then you're nothing you're, works. Uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're <laughs> yes. not going to make it very far on the battlefront. Uh, then there's the breastplate of righteousness. I always love that that the breastplate covers the heart. Mm-hmm. You're heart is what tells you this is right or it's wrong right? yeah and he uh, the the uh, there's been a time where you just known that uh, uh, uh sometimes us guys refer to it as our gut feel right? yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah i think it's important to be sensitive to how god communicates mm-hmm. to us and mm-hmm. so you know because of the belts of truth we're able to have that righteousness that we know our righteousness comes from christ right. and so anything that christ wouldn't do I excuse myself out of the situation because if he does, if he didn't do it, I don't want to do it. Right. All right. Years ago, we had a, a bunch of Cub Scouts were touring the Sugarland Airport, and uh, we, uh, as we were wrapping up the tour, there's a twin engine Cessna landing mm-hmm. coming in, and and the general manager of the airport told the boys, it says, well, boys, uh, a captain's coming in here. Why don't you just hang out? I, ma- I imagine he wants to talk to you boys. Mm. And uh, the, the Cessna lands and taxis right up to that part of the air- air- airport that we were at. And out comes a big old Irish setter, uh, muddy and nasty, and then comes a tall, lanky fella. And uh, the general manager hollers over, hey, captain, there's some Cub Scouts here. Would you like to speak to them? And he says, sure, I'll come talk to those boys. <laughs> And he puts a you know, lanky arms. He covers all ten boys, five on each side. Right? <laughs> he says, boys, let me tell you two things. He says, number one, take the word impossible out of your vocabulary. Oh. I've walked on the moon. Anything is possible. Wow. He says, secondly, when it comes to time to make a decision, do what's right. How you know what's right is in your heart. Your heart's going to tell you. That's what the breastplate's all about. Wow. That's Captain Gene Cernan. That is. That's <laughs> man to blast off the moon. That is powerful. <laughs> so that just uh, just uh, talks loads that, you know, those boys, you know, of course, we had to go back. I had to show my son what Apollo was even about. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, the Apollo uh, missions were way history uh, for these young boys, right? So uh, way, past, way long past. But uh, the next place is uh, the, having your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. How, how, are men need, how do they need to be ready uh, today? You know, I, I think you know, the world comes knocking at your door as soon as your eyelids open. You know, some men talk about the anxiety that sits on their chest when they wake up. And, uh, you know, it's this gospel of peace, this gospel of wholeness, of being complete in Christ. And understand mm-hmm. that whatever comes my way, I'm prepared because I have the Father. Right? Mm-hmm. We'll never know the answer to every question or have the solution to every problem. But if we have something we're tethered to, then we find peace in that. Right? Exodus 14, 14 says, hold your peace and God will fight your battles. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for some time that was, you know, I, I understood it as, okay, well, I'm just going to keep quiet. and I'm just going to let God do what only God can do. And it wasn't about keeping quiet. It was about tethering myself to the peace that God already gave me, the Mm -hmm. fact that he's going to be sovereign over this. In one way or another, he's going to work it out for my good. 
Mm-hmm. When I find myself ready in that place, then I release through faith God to do what only He can do and to make the crooked places straight, right? Make the mountains as low and flat before us. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the gospel, if you don't have that gospel of peace that you're tethered to, you'll never be prepared for anything in this world because <laughs> the world comes fast and it hits hard. It does indeed. And I, I think the, well, the, the other passages that come to mind are uh, Romans uh, 12, too. So don't conform to the pattern of this world, yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, but that would be the gospel. And then the uh, the other piece is that we're to conform to the image of his son, which is Romans 8, 29, mm-hmm. right? To conform to him, be more Christ-like today yeah. than yesterday, be more Christ-like tomorrow than today. Right. So when we're walking closer to Christ, everything can get a little bit easier. Yes. As we, uh, it's when we deviate from that that we, we get in we trouble. problems. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, but then they say, well, how can I be like Christ? Well, it's the same old deal. Like uh, as Oswald Chambers says, uh, you know, you can't do what God does, yeah. but He won't do what you can do. Yeah. And so what good. we can do is be intentional to have those feet readied, you know, that personal, passionate relationship with Christ as we uh, uh, as we rebuke the devil and everything that we have. So taking up that shield of faith is the other one. You know, the shield is one that extinguishes those arrows. Uh, how do you identify those arrows when they're coming in? Hey, you know, anything that is contrary to God's purpose and plan. Mm. And, you know, that might be um, that might be dealing with sadness. It might be dealing with pain, you know, the fear, the uncertainty of tomorrow. And so that's why it's important to have that faith. And that faith is an understanding that God will do what he said he will do. Mm. And so whether that's in our, you know, micro view of my life or the macro understanding that he is sovereign over everything, even those that are contrary to him, he's still sovereign. I can have my faith so when the fiery arrows come and they will come he'll be prepared for them yeah make sure that shield's position where it needs to be positioned yes. right whether it's, and, and you, you gotta know your your vulnerable spots say right. the same thing if it's late at night on the computer get that shield out exactly shut it down you know those it's not a place you need to be right and then the other is uh, of course to to have that helmet of salvation on i'm always thinking that that's that mindset that uh, we need to be thinking in an eternal perspective mm. and everything that we're facing. How, how do you perceive that helmet? Uh, well, you know, the battlefield is mine. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to Israel, and I saw the uh, you know I saw where the Messiah was crucified, and I saw his his uh, tombstone where his uh, burial place was at, and he was no longer there. Um, but uh, but the no mountain, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I went there. You know, a side story, and people said, you know, how did it feel? I said, empty. I was the only person there. <laughs> but when you look at the mountain, it has the view of a skull, Golgotha. It looks, there's two eyes and there's a mouth opening and, and it shows that Christ won the battle of the mind. And so it's up to us to renew our mind to the fact that we are fighting from a place of victory, not mm. fighting for victory because Christ has already won the battle. We just have to agree with him because agreement is the place of power. Yeah. And understand the end result is what matters from an eternal perspective, yes. not necessarily the temporal. Right, right, right. right. And finally, the only offensive weapon is the sword of the spirit. How do you how do you wield that? Do you do you keep the sword out of its sheath, or do <laughs> uh, you wield it wisely? How do you how do you? Uh, it, you know, the sword of the spirit is powerful in every moment and every season. Uh, you know, I heard a message that was very powerful talking about the sword, and it said the sword. Um, one of the ways it's used is to take the arrows that get past the shield out of the person. And so, you know, we talk about the Bible how it's it, how the the sword is is double sided, mm-hmm. and so one of the ways you do it 
as you do to take the arrows out. And I saw in my personal life that I was I was responding to things my wife was doing or was happening from the world, and my response was greater or too much than what the action called for. Mm-hmm. And so I had to understand that I was dealing with trauma. I'm responding to my wife in one way that she did not deserve because of all these things I had experienced in my past. Mm-hmm. And so it's about taking the word and taking away those fiery arrows and using that sword of the spirit to bring healing to myself so that I'm responding out of place of the, of the fruit of the spirit, which is the best way to have responses. Right. And of course, the spirit, the sword of the spirit is the word of God as right. well. So that's the grounding. I was thinking that's how Jesus cut through the devil's schemes when yes. he was tempted in the in the wilderness. Right? He just rebuked with the word of God. Exactly. And again, that's the that power goes back it. to our charge to dads to know the word of God, internalize the word of God, so that you rebuke it. When you say you utterly abhor it, that's because that's yeah. in your heart. That's that's there. When uh, you say you're going to take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ, that's Second Corinthians. 10.5, then you're going to be rebuking that temptation that comes at you. Yes. So that's uh, when we, we think about wielding that sword wisely, that's, uh, that's where we're, uh, we've got to find that way to, uh, uh, like I say, pull the arrows out and respond in a way that absolutely glorifies yes. God and rebukes the evil. We don't, we don't tolerate that. We don't, yes. enter, we don't entertain it. No. We absolutely rebuke it. Uh, when you go on with the battle plan, we talk about strengths and weaknesses so that you can uh, start to uh, think through this, man. So as, again, we direct you to faithfulfathering.org on the four dads mm-hmm. button to, to go down there and download PDF. But in the battle plan, uh, what would you say your strengths are? As If you're putting together a battle plan, and my, my strength is that I know the Word of God. I yes. Know you know, I think for myself, my strength is uh, my dependence upon God. Um, you know, my wife mentioned to me, she said, I love when you say, hey, babe, like, I need some time alone with God because I need direction. For her, that doesn't communicate that I don't know what to do. I don't know the way to go. It communicates to her that she can be safe because she knows that I'm getting the Father's wisdom to make ultimate decisions. Amen. And so for me, you know, one of my greatest strengths has been understanding my weaknesses, that I'm not enough, and that has caused me to tether back to the Father. Well, that's a good one. That was a follow-up question, what your weaknesses are. And, that is, <laughs> yeah. so, and, and I think one of the weaknesses I've always had is not respecting the fact that my bride, you know, her her love language is really, uh, every woman's, is security. Yeah. Physical security, uh, emotional security, and spiritual security. No, but so, most important. Yeah, yeah. And so, so understanding that and, and being able to be there. How about areas of vulnerability? Again, man, on this battle plan, we're looking at, at, uh, at your, op- your opportunities to identify uh, what could uh, distract you or, or uh, cause you to stumble on this battlefield, you know, on one of the battlefronts. So uh, vulnerabilities uh, for me are uh, just like say this computer screen. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's it's the uh, stress of a situation, stress of ministry. It mm-hmm. happens, right? Uh, anything else on your heart you uh, and give give men a heads up on? You know, for me, it's um, it's this busyness aspect, right? Uh, I, I do good work, so it's not like I'm doing bad things. I'm doing good things, but if it's too busy and it keeps me from the great thing, then I failed. And so for me, I have to keep myself in balance and in order because I can be vulnerable to thinking that I'm the one saving the world and I'm trying to help everybody out and put out every fire when God has called me to only accomplish what he's 
created me to accomplish. Right. And so for me, it's this vulnerability of, of wanting to always save the day for everybody. And that's not how it works because I end up hurting myself or my family. You know, the vulnerability, even though I've never had, uh, you know, a problem with porn or situation, I still have to understand that, that it's always lurking to a certain extent. Um, you know, this is one of the places where God says through Paul, he says, you don't fight it, you flight. And so to think that God said, look, that temptation is so strong, I'm not even going to ask you to fight in that space. I'm just going to ask you to run away from it full speed. Fight another day. Yeah, you know, it's, you flight so you can fight another day. So for me, it's not even putting myself in a battle that I know is a losing battle. It's not like I'm, I'm going to get close to it so I can beat it. No, beating it is staying away from it. Absolutely. Well said. And that's a good tip. Uh, so what you need help with is to to have that battle buddy beside you that can help you to identify yeah, so those things most you important. need to watch out. And, uh, and then as you, as you develop this battle plan, you're making commitments to what you're going to do to improve in given areas. I do always encourage dads to you know, look at each of the uh, battle fronts that we've talked about, the heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, take the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, yeah. Look at it from your home growing up. Uh, uh, what, what, are, what are the good things that I need to embrace fully and build my home on? What are the bad things I need to maybe adjust and make some corrections? So, and, and again, I mean, this is something that you should do with your bride because you both come to the table with background and experiences and family. Mm-hmm. So what's good in her home may have been different in your home. Right. And uh, so you're deciding now in our home, these are the things we're going to be uh, hanging on to. Yeah. And then, of so course, the ugly, the ugly you discard, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and then looking at the heart, you know, what is, uh, what's going on in your heart? Uh, uh, anything distracting your heart? Uh, and uh, from, a, from a physical standpoint, busyness, to an emotional standpoint, and do, you know, the healthy relationships that you've uh, built your family or, and your life on. And, uh, and then, of course, the, uh, the spiritual component in the home as well to uh, establish that. Uh, I, was, I was encouraged as to have an open-door policy in the house, right? Yeah. Uh, if if uh, if if uh, if you can open the door and and uh, you know I, in fact I had one uh, young man actually ask his dad to take the door off the hinges because he didn't want to be tempted to close the door. Wow. <laughs> but now there's a mature young yes. man understanding that there's a vulnerability there. Uh, now whether he had a you know I will say there's nothing behind closed doors like a television or a computer. Mm-hmm. You know we, we want to make sure all that's out in the right. open as much as we uh, can be. But uh, uh, any other tips on the on the home front that uh, that you would encourage young men to stay on top of? You know, it's important to listen to the heart, right? Because our heart, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, there's aspects of our heart that I think we can get so busy that we don't stop to question. And so, it's important to listen to your heart. It's important to gauge your heart's health, right? Are there a lot of offenses you're carrying? Is there bitterness? Are there burdens? And these are things that have to be dealt with because if not dealt with, it doesn't fall off with time. It increases and it grows with time. So it's important that we gauge the health of our heart and make sure that it is up to biblical standards. Amen. Well said, Mike. And uh, uh, finally, as you complete this battle plan, uh, it's all about commitment. What Mm -hmm. are you going to do? The single biggest determinant on how you progress as a faithful father is the commitment to the process. So uh, again, I I really encourage uh, y'all to uh, proceed to, uh, to do this study online. Uh, Thank you again, Mike, for your time, and uh, it's a blessing to be here with you. (laughs) Thank you, Rick. As we uh, wrap up this, I just want to give you the blessing at the end of uh, the Dad's Armor. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And men, I want to remind you that 
peace is a, the most uh, expressive translation of shalom does not mean everything's going to be rosy and cheery. <laughs> it's no. it's a positive state of brightness and well-being in the midst of the battle. Yeah. And uh, men, there are battle. It's a battlefield out yes. there. And uh, uh, the devil does not want a generation of dads raising a godly generation. Yeah. So step onto that battlefield and let's uh, let's send the devil back where he came from. Yes, I like that. Keep up the battle, man. Thank you again, Mike. God bless. Godspeed, and uh, keep up the keep up the good work.